The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome to a new week, live right here on Football Full Circle, the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. He is the mastermind of the pigskin, that is Joe Lisi, and I am Ben Stevens. Week four of the NFL season, a beautiful Sunday slate. 14 games got started bright and early over across the pond in London and ended last night on a Sunday evening in Tampa Bay. Joe, 9 of the 14 yesterday decided by just a single score, but that was not the case on Sunday night football between the Chiefs and the Bucks. First though, Lisi, how was your Sunday slate in the National Football League? Oh, it was amazing, Ben. I mean, you just look at some of those ball games. How about the game in Seattle and Detroit? I figured Ooh. I was watching West Virginia and Texas in terms of <laughs> an old school Big 12, uh, you know, type of game. I mean, just no defense, all offense. It went right down to the last possession. And I, t- I tell you, you know, Seattle, to me, at 2 and 2, they still playing with house money, right? Their season total was 5.5. Rashad Penny looks good. It's not the offense, right? Can, they, can their defense stop anybody? And how about Atlanta? I mean, that game killed me in terms of the Cleveland game. I thought Cleveland would absolutely roll. They were in a position to pull that ball game out with about a minute and a half left. The Atlanta defense steps up. They sacked Jacoby Brissett. They forced the turnover. And don't look now, but Arthur Smith and, and Atlanta's 2-2 two and two overall, but more importantly, 4-0 against the number. It's huge to start this year for the Falcons, winning outright as an underdog, twice the only remaining perfect team against the spread in the National Football League, the only team that has covered in every game, the Atlanta Falcons, 4-0 and against the number. Lisi, let's start with Sunday Night Football. We'll go all around the league, though, as we recap the weekend that was before setting up your Monday Night Football game between the Niners and the Rams to end out week number four. Lisi, it was the first time since the 2020 season, the Kansas City Chiefs were booked as an underdog entering a football game. A one and a half point dog last night in Tampa Bay against Tom Brady in the Buccaneers. The Chiefs score on their first three possessions, score a touchdown on their first three possessions, and they end up with a 41-31 victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, winning outright as a point and a half underdog, and they put up 41, Joe, against that Buccaneers defense that had only allowed three touchdowns in the first three games of the year. The Chiefs scored a touchdown on each of their first three opening drives. 
Yeah, you know, it sort of resembled the game in Tallahassee with Wake Forest and Florida State, where Florida State dealt with the hurricane type of situation. They seemed on paper like they were the better team, but they just came out flat. I'm wondering if the same hold true with Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. Even though they played the game in their house, the hurricane all week affected preparation. How did it affect, obviously, the mindset going into that ball game? And, and Kansas City and Pat Mahomes just looked like the fresher team jumping up early and often. That's secondary got abused. So at the end of the day, I think Kansas City will be there because of number 15. Pat Mahomes proved he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, if not still the best trigger man at the helm. And at the end of the day, when you have receivers that could stretch defenses over the top, that's all it takes to be uh, successful and consistent in the NFL. It was very interesting last night from a prop perspective. The Chiefs scored 41 points, but Patrick Mahomes was under his passing yards prop, finishing with 249. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers show threw the football on 52 of their 58 offensive plays last night. Tom Brady throwing it for 385 yards and three touchdowns, but that was more because of the game script. Trailing at all times pretty much throughout this football game, they fumbled the opening kickoff. Kansas City takes advantage two plays later. They score on their next drive. They score on their next drive, and they were up 21-3 early in that second quarter before Tom Brady and the Bucks had a chance really to even catch their breath. So they're playing from a negative game script the entire time, dictating them throwing the football. But they threw the football the most in the National Football League last year, 66.5% of their plays. But they've won... The first two games of the year did the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They won their first two games when they were running the football on 50% of their plays, Joe. So it's been a little bit different for the Buccaneers the last couple of weeks. But Patrick Mahomes, a sensational night, throwing for three touchdowns as well. And Joe, that second touchdown for the Chiefs, or the third touchdown for the Chiefs, the second for Patrick Mahomes, was a little bit of that Mahomes magic, finding Clyde Edwards-Elair in the back of the end zone. Oh, an amazing play. I mean, that's what makes Pat Mahomes great. I mean, his ability to improvise, his ability to keep his eyes down the field. It doesn't matter if it's the left arm, the right arm. He finds a way to get his receivers to the football. And at the end of the day, he's worth every penny in terms of the $480 bucks that they paid him. Now can he lead his team back to an AFC championship title? Remains to be seen, but we'll see. Right now, they are the best team in the AFC West. It's a very interesting point, Joe, because right now when you look at the ASC, it's the Chiefs and the Bills. Buffalo is the favorite at plus 240. The Chiefs, the second best price at plus 380. And then we have a large drop-off of over $5 to the Baltimore Ravens at 9-1. to We'll talk about Buffalo, Baltimore, and some other teams around the AFC up next on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on FFC, recapping the Sunday slate of Week 4 in the National Football League, talking about what you just heard there as we came back from break. We'll start in Baltimore, Joe. The Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens. A three-and-a-half-point spread in favor of the Bills on the road against the flock, Joe. And early and often, it seemed like Baltimore was going to put up an impressive home victory over the Super Bowl favorites in the Buffalo Bills. But Buffalo, down by 17, Joe, scores the final 20 points unanswered in the game to win 23-20 on a late field goal from Tyler Bass. They do not cover as a three and a half point favorite, but a dramatic comeback in Baltimore has become a thing of routine so far this year. The Dolphins down by three touchdowns, beat the Ravens in Baltimore in week number two. The Bills in week four, down by 17, three scores, Joe. Buffalo comes back, 20 unanswered points, and the Bills get a big road victory. Yeah, they came out flat as well, right? Any residual effects from that game that where it went right down to the wire in South Beach against the Miami Dolphins? They started out slow. They didn't look, you know, in sync from an offensive perspective. The defense got ripped, but credit Sean McDermott. You know, at the end of the day, they made halftime adjustments, and that's, a, I want to say, a mark of both teams right now. Buffalo, uh, you know, makes halftime adjustments. I think Sean McDermott is a great in-game type of coach, whether people love him or hate him. At the end of the day, he makes adjustments if they're out game plan, and that's what I like. On the flip side now, you have to look at Jim Harbaugh. Two big leads they failed to hold on from AFC East opponents. What does that yeah. tell you? And they yeah. jump out early, the game strip doesn't change from an offensive-defensive per, uh, perspective. They just go in vanilla in the second half, and you cannot win games in the NFL, especially when you're going up against elite quarterback play, i.e. Josh Allen, to pull these ball games out. You need to go the extra mile and change things up because they're going to out-game plan you, and, and unfortunately it's cost them two critical matchups against the Dolphins and Bills. And Joe, you would think you would think that with the Ravens and their ability to run the football, at least in years past, that when you have a three-score lead at any point, that would favor the Baltimore Ravens. Not the case against the Dolphins, week number two, and not the case against Buffalo, who the Bills, Joe, snap a 10-game losing skid in games decided by single scores. A single score is what that game came down to between Buffalo and Baltimore. And for a team that is booked as the favorite in pretty much every single market in which their name 
appears. To have a 10-game skid in single-score games is pretty fascinating, but a huge win for the Buffalo Bills on the road yesterday. That hook giveth and the hook taketh, and we saw it take depending on where you got the number. It was a flat three for most of the week, but a big win for the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen is that MVP favorite at plus 300. Patrick Mahomes now vaults into that second spot. The Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson plus 550 right now in the MVP market for Lamar and tied with them for the third best number, Joe, is the quarterback of the only remaining undefeated team in the National Football League, Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. Yesterday, the Birds down 14-0 early on in that first half against Jacksonville. The Birds, Joe, who are the best first-half scoring offense in the NFL, scoring exactly 24 in each of their first three first halves, were shut out in that first quarter, and it seemed like this game was going to get away from them at home on a rainy, windy day in the city of brotherly love. But Jalen Hurts said after the game, we didn't freak out. We knew we could respond, and that's exactly what they did. The Eagles come back, put up 20 in the first half in that second quarter in the Birds' win, Joe, 29-21 over the Jaguars, even covering as a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, that, that's what you want to see out of Jalen Hurts, right? Made some mistakes early in that ball game. He regrouped and led his team to victory. Something that he did in his days in Alabama and Oklahoma, respectively, right? I could go yep. through a number of games where Jalen Hurts did not play well in the first half, but somehow, some way, found ways to pull the ball game out. Go back to that game in Baylor where he fumbled the football like three times and led his team on a fourth quarter comeback. The kid is a winner, and we talked about it each and every segment on on football full circle. He might not have the best attributes in terms of the the pocket presence and the ability like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, but the kid will find a way to pull ball games out. He's never rattled and he makes those players buy in and at the end of the day, they're undefeated. They're playing as well as anybody and as long as the defense takes the next step, they're going to be in the playoff race and I'm not just talking wild card or one and done. I'm talking potentially just maybe an NFC championship. And right now, they are the favorites to win that NFC title at plus 320, 80 cents ahead of the Green Bay Packers, who yesterday, Joe, the largest spread on the board in Lambeau in favor of Green Bay. Nine and a half points for the Packers against the Patriots' backup quarterback in Brian Hoyer, and then against the Patriots' third-string quarterback in Bailey Zappi, the rookie out of Western Kentucky. Now, we say that with a grain of salt here because both you and I were advocating for Bill Belichick to put out Bailey Zappi in place of Mac Jones because why not? You spent a fourth-round draft pick on him when you drafted Mac Jones in the first round the year prior. Clearly, you saw something in the FBS record holder from his season last year at WKU for 62 passing touchdowns in a single year and over 5,900 passing yards, both FBS single season records. And Bailey's happy yesterday, Joe, took Aaron Rodgers in the Green Bay Packers to overtime, but it was ultimately Green Bay getting out with a win at home in Lambeau, 27-24, but never coming close, Joe, at any point of the game to seem like they were going to cover as a nine and a half point home favorite. Yeah, and we talk about backup quarterbacks now. Cooper Rush and now Bailey Zappi yeah. making some noise, right? At the end yep. of the day, are we putting too much weight in terms of marquee quarterbacks? As much as and as great as they are, can you still win with a complimentary backup? I mean, Bailey Zappi proved that yesterday. Now, 99 yards, a touchdown. It wasn't 340 yep. through the air like his days at Western Kentucky, but he played well within the scheme. If you don't turn the football over, you can win games with a backup quarterback. So, 
So I want to see how this progresses for Mac Jones and obviously New England long term. If I'm Bill Belichick and I'm that coaching staff, I buy into Bailey Zappi right now. I give him the keys to the bus because we know what we have in Hoyer. And this team isn't going anywhere right now, in my opinion. Yeah, it might be their only option, Joe. Brian Hoyer knocked out of that game with a head injury, probably in concussion protocol as we speak. Mac Jones, it's a high ankle sprain and a severe one at that, although they'll never be fully transparent about what is going to happen injury-wise in New England. You have to think Bailey Zappi's the healthy guy to lead this team. 10 of 15 yesterday for 99 yards and a touchdown. It was the ground game, 33 carries for a buck 67. That was the focus of that offense, but they were finding some rhythm against a really good Packers defense. Ultimately, Green Bay improves to 3-1, and 2-0 at home so far this season. But Joe, you mentioned the backup quarterback that we saw yesterday. Cooper Rush now, four starts in the past two seasons. The Cowboys are a perfect 4-0 straight up and 4-0 against the spread, even as a favorite yesterday at home against the Washington Commanders winning that game 25-10. And Joe, we're not exactly sure who the backup is going to be for the New York Giants as Daniel Jones was injured yesterday. Tyrod Taylor comes in and he left early taken to the locker room. Saquon Barkley was running the Wildcat like his days in state college for Penn State. Carried the ball 31 times, but ultimately, Joe, the Giants also win in cover as a home favorite. Laying three and a half against the Bears, they win 20 to 12. Yeah, and rushed for over 200 in that ball game, right? Again, they their defense stepped up in the second half because Justin Fields made some plays over the top. Donnell Moody with a big catch, but credit Brian Dable and the offensive staff. They outgame playing Chicago in the second half. They moved to three and one, and they're playing very well right now. We'll see how it plays out in the NFC East. The NFC East is a fascinating division. The Eagles are heavy favorites, minus 370. They're the only remaining undefeated team in football. But both the Cowboys and the Giants are 3-1 as well. It's not what we expected out of the NFC East, but that's what we're seeing early on. Plenty more going back over the Sunday slate in the NFL up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Point underdog. But Joe, when you look at what Kenny Pickett did for the Steelers yesterday, what do you think the move is now moving forward for Pittsburgh? Well, you got to start him now. I mean, I mean, what does that say? I mean, I don't think Trubisky played all that bad. I mean, what was he, 7 of 12 or 7 of 11 for 84 yards and a pick? I understand that, but at the end of the day, they only trailed 10 to 6. Now you put in Pickett in terms of that matchup. I mean, at the end of the day, now it's his team, right? I mean, you put him in, you drafted the kid 20th overall. I mean, you got to go through the growing pains. What, are you just going to pull him and put Trubisky back in? I just don't understand the mindset. We talked about it all offseason. We thought that right be, right after the bye week, maybe, or right before the bye week would be an ample time, maybe in a couple of weeks. But they decided to turn the page, and now it's his team. I mean, this is it. you know. So Pittsburgh, their, their season win total, their playoff hopes all hinge on the rookie, and we'll see how it plays out because, again, they're not converting on third down. They're only averaging 3.8 yards per rush. That's going to put a lot of pressure on Pickett to pull these ball games out, and their defense is going to wear down. So good luck on that. I think they're under the win total, and I think you look to 2023 right now because this is not the same team that they were a couple of years ago. Now just a 1-3 and three football team whose win total was 7.5 in the preseason. Of course, Mike Tomlin in his 15 years so far as the head coach of the Steelers, at least eight wins each and every year. The next four games... For Pittsburgh, on the road at Buffalo, home against the Bucks, on the road in Miami, on the road in Philadelphia. That would be a very difficult four-week span for a rookie quarterback in Kenny Pickett, making his start potentially, Joe, as a two-touchdown underdog as of right now against the Buffalo Bills in Western New York next week. A very difficult spot, but at this point, How do you go back to Trubisky and use that two-quarterback system? I think it is Kenny Pickett's job now, but only Mike Tomlin has those answers at this moment. If it is his job, keep an eye on his number to an Offensive Rookie of the Year. It's at plus 800, the fifth best price. The favorite right now, though, to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, Joe, is a wide receiver that plays for the New Orleans Saints, Chris Olave. A big game yesterday for New Orleans in what was a wild game to start off the Sunday across the pond in London. Ultimately, the Vikings win, Joe, 28-25, not covering as a three and a half point favorite because their line moved up because for the Saints, no Jameis Winston, no Alvin Kamara, no Michael Thomas yesterday in a 61-yard game-tying potential field goal from Will Lutz goes off the upright, the crossbar, a double doink across the pond now in it, and the New Orleans Saints, Joe, lose by three, 28-25 to Minnesota. It looked like last year's game with Miami and Jacksonville, only this time they missed a field goal at the end, didn't it? It was amazing. I mean, Andy Dalton, too, had a game. Old man Dalton step up with 236, and that was a must-win for, for Minnesota. When you have a team that doesn't have its starting quarterback, its starting running back, and its starting wide receiver, you need to put it at home, right? I don't care that the game was overseas. That still was too close for comfort for Kirk Cousins and the crew. They put up 28 points, finally. 
but that defense still needs to take the next level. I still think they can win the division, but in, in order for them to do that, they can't get abused by backup quarterbacks. And that, I mean, the Saints had nobody outside of Alave. How do they put up 25 points in that matchup, Ben? I mean, Rodgers will kill this team again if they play, even though they won week one. I mean, so it's not looking good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Joe. I think you bring up a great point. So many missed opportunities for the Vikings. They were turning New Orleans over. They had opportunities inside the red zone early in that game that they really could not take advantage of, just resulting in three points at the time. Justin Jefferson almost had a buck 50 through the air. Ten grabs on 13 targets for 147 yards, and they win the game by three against Andy Dalton and the Saints. Now, Dalton was good, 20-28, 236 through the air, and a touchdown, played clean, no interceptions, but still... Minnesota's an interesting 3-1 and one team, Joe, because they've been a favorite in three of the four games. They covered in that opening game of the year against the Packers when they closed as a point-and-a-half favorite at home, and that really changed the evaluation in the NFC North for many people, Joe, outside of you. You've been high on Minnesota, but other people thought, ooh, if there's a team to knock Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers off their perch in this division, maybe it is the Vikings. Then they lose in a big way on a Monday night in Philadelphia as a two-and-a-half point under dog. Don't come anywhere close to covering that number. Somehow eke out a win against the Lions last week, but I think it was Detroit coughing that football game away and Minnesota did not cover. And then yesterday, yes, they get a win. They go back to Minnesota from London with a smile on their faces on that long plane ride, but still not a convincing win necessarily yesterday and not covering. Minnesota, just a cover the first week. They have not covered now in three straight games. Joe, as we continue to go around the Sunday slate, there are no more winless teams in the National Football League. The Las Vegas Raiders finally into the win column, covering as a two and a half point home favorite, Joe, in the desert against the Denver Broncos. 32-23 in favor of the Raiders, and we saw that big time connection between the former Fresno State teammates and the best buds and Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. Yeah, and are we are we selling now Denver? Everybody was talking about how this Denver defense was like the best since the 1985 Bears, yeah. and I kept bringing up they played Seattle, they played Houston, and they played San Francisco. Not elite passing attacks, right? They got challenged yesterday by yep. Derek Carr. Now, he only threw, I think, for a buck 90 in that matchup, but right. you mentioned Waller made some plays. I, I mean, just their ability to jump up early. They went toe-to-toe. It was like 1916 at the half, but in the second, in the second half of that matchup, Josh McDaniels made adjustments. They were able to run the football with Josh Jacobs to sustain drives, and their defense stepped up, and at the end of the day now, they have an opportunity to make a little bit of a run. I think the rough patch is over. If they could play like that over the next couple of games, don't be shocked, but you know, Las Vegas could be back to 500. On the flip side, I don't know about Russell Wilson. He put up numbers. Is this the same guy that we saw five years ago or even three years ago? I think not. What a waste of money up until this point. In terms of leading his team in rushing, yeah, I guess it was kind of the same guy we saw five years ago. Four carries, 29 yards yesterday for the Broncos, but more concerning news for Denver. Javante Williams injured in that second half. They fear it is serious, a serious knee injury, and he might miss a considerable amount of time. When you look at it, Joe, the Las Vegas Raiders finally into the win column. Really good, yes. Only a buck 88 for Derek Carr, but over 100 of them to Devontae Adams, and they ran the ball for over 230 yards on the ground. A huge game for Josh Jacobs, and the Raiders get a win. The Denver Broncos, Joe, are 2-2 two and two so far this year, as is Russell Wilson's former team, the Seattle 
Seahawks, 2-2, two and two, winning outright as a three-and-a-half-point underdog on the road yesterday in Detroit, Joe. You mentioned it at the top of the show. 48-45, the highest-scoring game we have seen so far in the NFL this year. And, Joe, the Detroit Lions, a record-breaking team, but probably not in the best way. 281 combined points for the Lions and their opponents so far this year. The most ever in a four-game span to start off in NFL season. The Lions are the best scoring offense in the league, averaging 35 points per game. That's good, but they are the worst scoring defense in the league, giving up 35.3 points per game on average to their opponents. And it was the first time, Joe, in 26 contests, the Lions were booked as a favorite. They can't even win outright as Seattle gets the win on the road, as you predicted. Yeah, Rashad Penny really broke that game open in the second half. He only had about 35 yards and then two long touchdown runs, one for 36 yards on the in the third quarter. Late in the third, busted it open. He busts open like another 40-yarder with two minutes left to solidify that. But at the end of the day, their offense is not the problem. It's a defense for Seattle, right? Can they slow anybody down at this point outside of Denver week one? So we'll see how it transpires for De- Detroit right now. They have problems in runs support. Teams are going to run all over them, and we'll see how it plays out. I mean, at the end of the day, it's great that Dan Campbell is coaching up the offense, but we have to see that defense take the next step. I don't know. I might start selling Detroit the rest of the way, and I've been a buyer of Seattle. I mean, maybe Pete Carroll just knew something about Russell Wilson and what he has now with Geno Smith. When you look at Geno Smith compared to Russell Wilson, Geno Smith at 77.3% for his completion percentage, has a better completion percentage, has thrown for more yards than Russell Wilson, and more touchdowns than Russell Wilson so far, and has a better quarterback rating as well. Both teams 2-2, two and two, but Seattle doing more based on expectation than that of the Denver Broncos. More FFC up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We are back here on Football Full Circle on the Sports Grid Radio Network. A little bit more on the NFL. We set up Monday Night Football, and then we'll flip it over to college following separation Saturday, week number five of the CFP season. As Joe Lisi coined it, 
in an interesting, shocking Sunday in college football as well. All right, Joe, one final game for week four in this NFL slate tonight in Santa Clara. Very familiar foes, very familiar coaches against one another. It is the LA Rams and the San Francisco 49ers tonight. The Niners, a one and a half point home favorite with a relatively low total of 42 and a half. Yeah, I'm going to take the over here. I already, I'm, I'm blindly going in on the over. I know that these teams last year played to unders for the most part, but I got to believe both quarterbacks want to cook in this matchup. I think Debo could uh, find pay dirt, and I also like, believe it or not, Allen Robinson and potentially Higby to score touchdowns as well. I think give the, I give the edge to San Francisco playing at home because they just seem to own Stafford when they're in San Fran, and that's the way I'm running with this. I look for Debo to score as well, but through the air, not on the ground. Plus 120 for Debo Samuel to find the end zone. He's only scored once so far this season, but at least he's right. The Rams got the last laugh in the NFC Conference Championship game last season. They beat the Niners 20-17 to on their way to a Super Bowl 56 championship and hoisting that Lombardi trophy. But in the regular season, Kyle Shanahan has had Sean McVay's number. He has won six straight regular season games against these Rams, including last year in the first game between these two on a Monday night in Santa Clara where the Niners won 31 to 10 and that was a jumping off point last season for San Francisco one and a half points for a spread obviously indicates this is going to be a pretty pretty close and competitive game and a total at 42 and a half last night Joe obviously the Chiefs and the Bucks playing to the over of a total around 46 and a half with a finished score of 41 31 but 12 primetime games now this year eight of them going under something to keep in mind for tonight here's two plays I really like Cooper Cup has scored in every game this year three receiving touchdowns in the first two his first career rushing touchdown just this past week and yet he's only minus 110 to find the end zone this was the guy that led all of the NFL last year in receiving touchdowns with 16 in 17 games minus 110 a pretty good anytime touchdown price I like the look at Debo Samuel finding Pater as well and then give me the over on Jeff Wilson his rushing yards at 55 and a half or even his rushing attempts. He's ran for at least 75 yards each of the past two games for San Francisco, Joe. And there's been a focus, a renewed focus, you could say, on the ground in the backfield with Jimmy Garoppolo under center. The Niners are running at 53.4% of the time, the fourth highest rushing play percentage in the National Football League. So that's how we break down Monday Night Football here on Football Full Circle. But Joe Lisi, myself, we're calling football aficionados first and foremost. But Joe, we start with some shocking coaching news yesterday out of Madison, Wisconsin. As the Green Bay Packers were getting ready to go to overtime against the New England Patriots at home in Lambeau, Wisconsin football was sent some shockwaves. Paul Christ fired just five games into his eighth year at the helm in Madison, Joe. A guy that has the second best career winning percentage at the helm in Badgers football history at .720, a guy that was 6-1 and one in bowl games, a guy that led Wisconsin to three Big Ten West titles, was fired after only five games this year in Wisconsin off to a 2-3 and three start. Joe, how surprised were you to see this news happen when it did for Wisconsin and Paul Christ yesterday? 
Not very, believe it or not. I mean, when you hmm. lose to Brett Bielma and, and the fighting Illini, right, uh, 34 to 10, and you get abused by your former coach, I mean, I think Paul Chris deserved to be out. Now, I understand the backlash and, and the public support regarding Paul Chris, but Tom Herman was let go the same way in terms of Texas. He won four straight ball games against mediocre opponents, but just couldn't get the team over the hump in terms of a Big 12 championship and, more importantly, challenging Oklahoma right? Same thing with Wisconsin. They get abused by Ohio State, the best team in the conference. Paul Chris does not make halftime adjustments. I'll go to four games in particular last year. Penn State, week one, Notre Dame, Michigan, and Minnesota, all losses. It was close ball games at the half. He lost every single one of them. He didn't understand game time situations. He was up 12 against Army late in the fourth quarter. He kicks the extra point to go up 13 and almost cost his team the ball game because he didn't go for two points. And oh, by the way, when's the last time he developed a quarterback? That's all I have to say about Paul Christ. I understand the resume. I understand he won games that he was supposed to win, but games that he was, the let's say, the underdog, he never won those games, Ben. You're, you're not incorrect necessarily, Joe, but the record overall, 67-26 and 26 during his seven-plus years there. I'm not necessarily... Shocked, shall I say, Joe, that this happened, that Paul Christ was let go. The program on a slight decline in the last three years or so, at least from that talent separation gap there seemed to be in the Big Ten. Because we know the Big Ten East, Joe, has been dominant. The likes of Ohio State, a peg above everybody else. But you throw in Wisconsin, you have Penn State there as well. Michigan State trying to get back to that level as well. If there was a team from the West that could hang their hats with those teams, it was the Wisconsin Bad. Three Big Ten West Divisional titles under Paul Chris, but that talent gap as displayed two Saturdays ago in Columbus, that was shown off 52-21. And then to get thoroughly dominated in the way they did by former Wisconsin head coach Brett Bielema when he was playing Wisconsin Badgers bully ball football a ton better than you Where was the identity of that football program? And it's also not shocking to me, Joe, because Jim Leonard, the defensive coordinator for the Wisconsin Badgers, who remained the defensive coordinator despite some interest all around the football world, including to become the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers in the summer of 2020, he has remained at his alma mater. It is the only place he has coached. Paul Christ hired him to join that defensive staff and then elevated him to the position of defensive coordinator. He's one of the brightest young coaches in the sport. His name is rumored for pretty much every head coaching vacancy there is or will be. And I think they want him to stay in-house. They want to see if he can be the guy to lead Wisconsin into that next Wave And frankly, Joe, we're seeing a lot of attrition for the Big Ten West over the last couple of years. It's becoming a hodgepodge of a conference. Right now, we have a six-way tie for first place in the Big Ten West standings, where six teams are all at one and one. The only team that's not the Wisconsin Badgers, who are winless in conference at 0-2. You need to take that next step, even if it is this new evolution of Big Ten football. Even if you still want to establish the run, you need to move your program forward at a very turbulent time in all of college athletics. And that's why I think some of these moves were made, and the focus is now on Jim Leonard. Because I believe, although he was given the interim tag, he will be the head coach if things go well, even from an impression standpoint and if not 
Maybe they look to a former head coach at Wisconsin Whitewater, the head coach of the Kansas Jayhawks, in Lance Leipold. So, Joe, I was surprised by the timing of the dismissal of Paul Chris, but maybe not at the overall direction Wisconsin is trying to move. No, that's a great point, and I know the Big Ten is close to your heart, so let me ask you this, because we've seen seen programs try and challenge the Ohio States, the Michigans, right? But when you look at the Big Ten as a whole, realistically, there's only three major programs, in my opinion. It's Ohio State, it's Michigan, and Penn State. That could potentially have that consistency. Okay, Wisconsin, great. Iowa, great. But they they don't show the consistency from year to year to year, right? Then look at Michigan State. I mean, they win 11 games last year. They give Mel Tucker $95 million, and they, they fall off a cliff back to 2-3 and three overall. Why? Because they're just not getting the elite four- and five-star talent, the Penn States, the Michigan, and the Ohio States always are. So, I mean, it's very difficult to get these teams over the hump. They might be able to get there one year, maybe two, but it's like it seems like every other year they are up and they're down. And and you know what? That's what fan bases want. They want the consistency, but they also have to keep realistic expectations. It's very true, right? And that's a great point. Joe, it's one of the things we talk about often in our discussions about college football. It's why we love the sport. Because ultimately, yes, it is about winning conference championships. And ultimately, it's about making the college football playoff and having the opportunity to win a national championship. That is the ultimate goal for every program. But it's not realistic for many. We have seen an eight-year history of the college football playoff. 32 available spots, 25 of those taken by six Programs, Oklahoma, Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame. So college football is chalk, but what we love about the sport is that any given weekend, any given moment in a season, any given Saturday can mean more to an individual fan base in a specific geographic region than anything that happens in terms of ultimately crowning a national champion. That's the beauty. That is the individualistic beauty of college football as opposed to pretty much every other college and professional sport out there. It's why, Joe, we are so fired up for TCU in Kansas this weekend in Lawrence when that might not ultimately mean much by the end of the year. But we'll remember Saturday, October 8th. So, yes, it's all about relative expectation. But the one argument I would make, Joe, in terms of being in that national relevancy, Wisconsin believes it is there. And frankly, they have been a top 10 team, a top 15 team for a good majority of the past two decades. Are they going to win a national championship? No, they probably fall short in comparison to Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia. But in terms of being there each and every year, by the time we get to early November, they might be on the edge of the college football playoff as something breaks their way and they can finally beat an East team in the Big Ten title game, then maybe. And that's where I think the expectation level is, Joe, because we've seen now five Power Five coaches fired, including Paul Chris. There was another one yesterday in Carl Durrell from Colorado, one of the few winless teams at the Power Five level right now, maybe the only winless team at the Power Five level. Carl Durrell had eight wins in three years for the Buffs. Terrible. Scott Frost, incredibly underwhelming. Jeff Collins, incredibly underwhelming. The same with Herm Edwards. Paul Chris is the only one with a 72% win percentage, and yet he was fired as well. So that expectation level, Joe, as you point out, is incredibly relative, but some fan bases feel differently about that expectation than others. 
Yeah, it, you're right. Uh, I mean, but at the end of the day, you, you said it. I mean, Wisconsin might be there for one year, uh, but every year they match up with Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship yeah. game. They were close for maybe a half, but then just never could be could close the door, and I think that's what it is. Look at them when they went up against Oregon in terms of the Rose Bowl, right? Close, but they lose. I mean, it, 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 it's just their identity, right? They run the football, they play solid defense, and in shootouts, most likely those type of games they're not going to win because their quarterback play is not elite. And Graham Mertz was supposed to be that guy, Joe. I saw you tweet this out in terms of Paul Chris' lack of ability of developing quarterback talent. He was a five-star recruit. He was supposed to be on that level with Ohio State and Michigan. It hasn't panned out that way. We'll continue our conversation with a focus on college football and the two remaining undefeated teams against the number in CFB up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Just a few more minutes left here on Football Full Circle. And Joe, a new and refreshed AP Top 25. And for the first time in a very long time, the Kansas Jayhawks are back inside the rankings. Number 19 in the country, Joe. Kansas, a perfect 5-0, both straight up and against the spread after winning outright as a home underdog of three and a half points against Iowa State this past Saturday. And Joe, on the horizon for the Jayhawks, a home game in Lawrence this Saturday against now number 17 TCU, also a perfect unbeaten team, both 4-0 straight up and against the spread. The Horn Frogs, Joe, dismantling. Oklahoma on Saturday in Fort Worth as a six and a half point favorite. For TCU and KU, Joe, it's the Jayhawks as a four and a half point home underdog at the moment. 
Yeah, I mean, they deserve to be, right? I mean, the way they took care of business against Hunter Deckers and Iowa State, the kid missed three field goals, cost me that bet. But, hey, Lance Leipold has this train rolling, baby, and they're playing with house money. On the flip side, you look at Oklahoma, won eight straight against TCU by like 19 and a half points per game, and Max Duncan is still running on Brett Venables. I think Brett Venables is understanding what, you know how to teach a little, a little differently coming off a loss. Whatever he did last week. He needs to change it up with the Red River rivalry on tap this coming Saturday, Ben. Joe, 10 teams in the Big 12 at this moment. Eight of them in action. So four games this upcoming Saturday, the second in October. All four, or three of the four, I should say, feature at least one ranked opponent, except for the Red River rivalry between Texas and Oklahoma. An unranked matchup between the Longhorns and the Sooners, Joe, where right now Texas, a six-and-a-half point favorite in Dallas against OU. By the way, the line for TCU and Kansas is now up to six and a half in favor of the Horn Frogs. It opened at five and a half, came down to four and a half, now already seeing some line movement back up to six and a hook. He's Joe Lisi. I'm Ben Stevens. This has been Football Full Circle on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Up next is the Money Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.